0: Welcome to Jesus Dates. So, all the episodes that you have listened to so far, you've listened to 10 episodes of Jesus Dates, and that is the end of Season 1. Before we continue, I thought, man, well, I should actually explain the concept of a Jesus Date and actually like, how that came to be about. I just kind of wanted to introduce you to one of my friends who, who really I started having Jesus dates with, um, just a group of of college friends um, in Lincoln, Nebraska, and so I've I've invited my friend Ricky Melendez onto the podcast today, and I really want you all to meet him. So here is Hector Melendez. Hi <laughs> Molly. So Ricky, tell, said I mean, I know you, but not everyone knows you, so you can say a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, well, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Ricky, like Molly said. Um, I am 27 years old, and I am Mexican. Love it. <laughs> With brown eyes and brown hair. Anyway, so I currently work doing public campus ministries full-time for uh, a place in North Dakota, uh, what we call conference, North Dakota, and I've been doing that for four years now, which is really incredible. I get to pastor to the greater community of North Dakota State University, and it's really fun.
0: And you love North Dakota?
1: I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot different Uh, than Mexico. I
1: do. I do love North Dakota. I think it's a beautiful place, and it's done wonders for me. But it definitely has its negatives in a lot of different ways, I guess, weather, and there's just not a lot, there's not a lot to do here, and, but anyway, I think overall it's been, it's been a really good experience.
0: Well, okay, so how did we meet?
1: Man, well, freshman least... year, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I, uh, I walked into, uh... <laughs> Really smart people math. <laughs> Freshman's over here.
0: Really uh, is like an elite math class.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think it didn't even count for like a credit. Yeah, no, it, it was like it math was for dummy. Smart people class. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so I walked in, and you were actually the first person to talk to me. I came in late uh, freshman year, so I didn't go to Union College and Lincoln there. I came in second semester, and my first class was that math class. And I walked in, and then after class, you came right up to me, and you're like, Hey! <laughs> you know, Molly, you know, making people welcome and feel welcome. And we kind of hit it off from there, and now we're here. Like, almost, what, six years later, maybe?
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. you know, because I... Yeah, I came up to you, I thought you were somebody else, and I was like, oh, hey, and then immediately, as soon as I said hi, I realized you weren't who I thought you were, and I was like, I don't know this person at all, but let's go with it.
1: Hey, do you do you actually remember how Jesus dates ended up happening? I, I That's the one thing I don't remember. Like I know we, we started it like as a group yeah. uh, with our friends Vicki and Shauna, but I actually don't remember
0: like, when or how? Me, you, uh, and our friends, Shauna and Vicki, we all took this class called something like Intro to Youth Ministry or something. And so we all kind of sat near each other. It was like a night class. And I remember we got out of the class, and we ended up talking for like two hours, I think, and the building was like closed up and everything. It was like super right. late. And I remember... We're all like, oh, man, we've been talking for a really long time, and we're just talking about Jesus, basically, for that long, and then we all decided to pray together, and then I just remember us being, like, super happy afterwards. We're like, oh, my goodness, that was so much fun. We should do that again, just talk about what Jesus is doing in our lives, and so I don't know how we came up with the name, like, just to have a Jesus date, but then... Yeah, I just remember us once a month going to a coffee shop and really... Crying. Yeah, <laughs> crying. Yeah, talking about what Jesus <laughs> was doing in our lives and how we didn't feel him in our lives and how we were frustrated yeah. at Jesus and how we are yeah. happy with him. Yeah, so...
1: Those are great days.
0: Yeah, that was super fun. But, I mean, didn't we keep it... Con- like, wasn't it consistent for about two years, yeah. like, every month?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, uh, we for sure did uh, once once a month. Yeah. Uh, but it was crazy because every time that we ended up doing it, it worked out in a way where, you know, at least one of us was in, like, a stable place.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but then, like, the other three were just like, "What? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, which which like ended up working out really well because I think that obviously more often than not, most of us just struggle with this aspect, you know, trying to figure out um, how God is guiding and how God is leading and and understanding where He is uh, without where He is leading without seeing the full picture. But it's really cool because at least one person was constantly encouraging, you know, saying, "Hey, like this might be this might be your reality uh, now." in the context of of God, like it's not, it's not the full, it's not the full picture. So keep going, keep going, keep going.
0: And, and another thing just to say with, I know with the episodes, it's like me interviewing another person and they're saying like one story that's happened in their life where God has worked. Um, When, when us four would meet up, it was all of us asking like, what has Jesus been doing in your life? recently or you know in the past couple months or or whatever so it was so there's always something different it wasn't even just like one story but it like helped actually it helped us all recognize like what he was doing so yeah let's have a Jesus day right now I'll just ask you that question now Ricky yeah like how have you and Jesus been doing lately
1: Uh, much better much better so, so obviously, you know that I, I work as a minister, I'm a pastor. And I think it's it's really surprising to people, especially those that I get to work with, um, that we don't have everything put together and that we don't have a perfect relationship uh, with Jesus 24-7, that, that there are struggles, a lot of struggles. And we're just like anybody else trying to figure it out, you know. Yeah. Um, so we're, oh man, I mean, I, I would estimate that. You know, ever since I got to North Dakota, it's been been, uh, a wilderness experience. And I mean, I have felt this, like, Moses slash Israelite experience in the wilderness of trying to figure out my God and know him for myself. Uh, Because I think it was really easy for the longest time to depend on everybody else um, for that. And now that he's, you know, stripping me of Egypt and trying to take Egypt out of me, uh, it's a very it's a very hurtful process because, you know, my whole life I've built up an identity based around Egypt. You know, where I ate Egyptian food and did Egyptian things and, and God's coming into my life and right reminding me, Hey, like you're not you're not an Egyptian, you you're an Israelite, you are a child of God. Mm. Um am coming to North Dakota it has been the most beautiful thing in the world because it's allowed me to get to know God, but um, it's been a very depressing time, a very dark time in my life, um, you know, specifically the last year and a half, you know, um, just a lot of struggles with allowing myself to not listen to the lies of the devil, you know, coming over me and, and telling me that I'm, you know, worthless and that I don't count for anything, that, you know, ministry isn't good, that, you know, my friends aren't, you know, as close to me as I, as I believe they were, you know, just lies.
0: Yeah, so you feel like all those lies have been really prominent, like while you've been in North Dakota.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I I believe that you know you go into the state of your life and the devil comes and he tries to whisper lies into your ears. Try to tries to deceive you. Tries to get you to fall. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, it's been it's been a lot of my identity and recognizing that I am a child of God. That I am an heir to the throne. Right. That. You know, just like Jesus, you know, Jesus didn't have to baptize anybody. He hadn't, you know, risen anybody from the dead. He hadn't healed anybody's eyes yet, but he went to go get baptized. And the first thing that God told him, you know, from the heavens is he said, you know, this is my son, whom I love and whom I am all pleased. That before Jesus never did a thing, he established him as a son who he loved, um, not because of what he did, but because of of who he was in the eyes of, of his maker, you know? And so for me, it's been the struggle of saying, God does love me. He loves me. He does love me in spite of myself, in spite of, you know, my sins, in spite of, he totally and radically is in love with me. So that's been the struggle for like the last year and a half, two years, and, you know, to the point where I, you know, became suicidal. I needed to go to a clinic, and, you know, and, and it's <laughs> just <this is> crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. go to the, Because if you're suicidal, like that's not a good place to be. Uh, And obviously, I have my family concerned, and my friends concerned, and ultimately my wife, who I love so much, like. just like you know what? We're gonna get out of North Dakota. There's no sun here.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: it's middle of winter or towards the end of winter, like we gotta get out of here. So we bought uh tickets to go to Hawaii to visit our friend Mikey. Hi Mikey <laughs> <laughs> Sure he's listening. Anyway, uh to go see him and visit him. And and you know Mikey, Molly he's such a shepherd, he's such a godly person and, and yeah. anytime that, um you know things go wrong I go talk to him. Yeah, go yeah, spend time with him, and and it was a godly thing. It was a divine appointment. You know, he breathed life into us. You know, God spoke to him every single day to us. Mm. Um, and and ultimately the thing that that he reminded me is the freedom that I have in Jesus. That that ultimately, when Jesus came and gave His life, He set us free. And so if he, I remember going down there. He kept saying dude, do whatever you want, you're free. You're free, you're free, and he just kept saying, whatever, you're free. Like this thing that I know for him was somewhat of a joke and slash truth, but for me, every time he did it was God speaking to me and reminding me, hey, like I've set you free. There is nothing that has a hold over you. You know, these are lies of the devil to make you think that you've been tied down. And that you are still a slave to sin but no like you are free totally and utterly free I've said you're free your sins have been buried they're gone um, so stop living as though they have a hold over you because they don't
0: so when Mikey um, was saying this to you like did it finally like sink in
1: yeah 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 like so we were we were there for a week and you know it affected you know broke my wife as well and we got back to North Dakota and it was like life changed totally where you know for the last two three months i i feel great um but this just the simple idea that means so much you know that god gave his life for has changed my life within the last couple of months
0: yeah so like
1: the, the short recap that i'm i'm living in freedom for the first time in my life and in peace and it feels it feels wonderful it feels like home it feels like home that is beautiful
0: Wow, Aloha Mikey. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can thank Mikey for a lot of things. He's such an incredible man. Yeah, uh, he
0: really is.
1: But but oh, anyway, okay. So I love
0: that. Thank you for sharing thing. that. Here's the thing. We get a chance to listen to you every single week and you
1: interview everybody else, but we haven't heard from you, and I'm sure... That 99.9% of the people who listen to you are dying to hear about your life with Jesus, <laughs> right? And so you asked me to have a Jesus day. I'm obviously yeah. responded, but I want you to talk about um, what your life is, uh, what Jesus is like now, or how it's been the last couple months or years, or whatever you want to share.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting as you had mentioned about just kind of finding your true identity in Christ. You know, like, I've always been in these, like, ministry, like, title positions. Like, it's always been, like, in high school, I was, like, the campus ministries person. I don't know. And then it was, like, and then I got to college, and it was the same thing. And and, um, <clears throat> and then right out of college, obviously, you know, I got a Bible teaching job. And anyways, then when I was going to leave Tennessee, you know, I was about to get married, um, and moved to Florida because I had turned in my resignation letter. Um, and then coming to Florida, I was like, you know, I'm just going to apply for a couple of different jobs. Like, there was a couple of different openings. And they were, like, within ministry. And, you know, I, I applied for them, and I didn't get them. And when it didn't happen, I was thinking... Ooh, okay, well, I, like, literally, I, like, didn't want to go around to people because everyone and their dog was, like, asking me what I was doing with my life, and so I, like, didn't want to... They like, oh, are you still teaching? Well, no, because I didn't get hired, or, like, oh, well, what are you doing, or, like... And, you know, I had just switched locations. I just moved to Florida. I had just changed my name because I just got married, and I had just or I just changed my whole career while well, I was unemployed, I almost feel like I was, like, almost, like, stripped to my core of, like, all the things that do give me identity. I don't know if that makes sense. So that I could, like, almost figure out my identity with Jesus. So, but now, looking back, I'm like, I truly, truly, like, I can honestly say now, it's like Jesus stripped me down to the core and is like, boom. Actually, the only title that you actually have and that you really should care about is that you're like a child of god and and that we're like in this together like we're in this life together and that's really the most important thing
1: do you think that the like the questioning of of other people was something that influenced you in a negative way like allowing you to to feel reassured that your identity was in the production that you gave or what title that you had or, you know, what position in the church you had. Um, and then if it did, like, how did, how did that liberate you from, from that? Obviously, you said it's the process. What does the process look like for you specifically?
0: Yeah. Well, because even when I started working a little bit, at uh, you know, I was, like, working, like, five hours a week or ten hours a week, you know, people would ask me, again, people would ask me, like, what I'm doing with my life, and then I would tell them, and then they'd be like, oh, is it full-time? <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, technically not. Do you have benefits? I don't know. It's Like, weird questions. Like, why do you ask that? <laughs> like, why does it matter? But um, it would it would have, like, a negative effect on me to the point where I'm like, oh, shoot. I guess like what I thought I was doing was was good, but I guess it's not like actually good enough. Carl would always be like, you know, so Carl, my husband, he'd say, You have to choose like which like which megaphone that you're actually really gonna listen to because that's like not the megaphone that like that Jesus is speaking through. That's like the megaphone that just like that just, like, the world is just curious about. So they're just asking you. But what you just said, like, the devil's just, like, kind of, like, seeping in, like, lies to you. I was like, okay. I have to actively go to Jesus first thing in the morning, like, every day, so that I can recognize his voice and that when these things come up, I know that it's not his voice. So it was good. Like, it was good that all those... Questions and all those people like were there because it actually made it like drove me to Jesus. Does that make sense? And it's been crazy because I have now seen that Jesus actually doesn't really care about like the destinations of stuff. I don't know if that makes sense, but he like cares a lot more about the journey or like the process. And in hindsight, I can look back. Something that was, like, super awesome was uh, the place that I work at now in in Florida Hospital Church. They, you know, took me on, and at first I was, like, a volunteer. And then, I, you know, I worked for, like, five hours a week and then 10 hours a week and then 20 hours a week. And I just kept going up and, like, working with the youth group and um, now working with um, grades 9 through 12. Anyways... I w- now looking back, I'm like praising Jesus that I didn't get a job right away um, but it's been a whole journey and it's been a whole process I would hope that through this process or through this journey that I've learned to really to like go to him first and that his voice is literally the only thing that matters that to the core that I'm I'm, I'm a child of God, and that's that's the only really thing that really kind of matters to me.
1: Yeah, that's that's beautiful, right? That's the that's the ideal. That's where that's where God wants to keep us consistently. And and I think that you know for a lot of us, specifically that listen to to the podcast, you know, the, the normal is often more often than not is is trying to find the place. Or trying to find the way to be able to to reach that ideal, just settling into that identity, and and I hope that that as people continue to listen, like I have uh, to to your podcast, that they would continue to see that in the midst of trial, in the midst of issue and issues, in the midst of sin, in the midst of whatever you know life or, or the devil throws their way, that they have a God that that loves them. Redefine their life as a child, and that that reality would become a reality in, in the life of all of us, right? Of not just who we are, but who our God is. Yeah. Hey, so if you and I guess now I'm talking to listeners. So one of the beautiful things about what what we got to do and what we get to do still through Jesus' age is is the fact that um, you know you get to open up to somebody else and. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but it is a very liberating thing to be able to express uh, the truth about where you are, uh, especially when it comes to the to life in Jesus. I know for a fact that God did not make us out to be lone wolves. You know, he didn't expect us to do this on our own. Uh, that's why he created your friends. That's why he created, you know, the body, uh, his body, uh, to be able to support each other and to bear each other's burdens, uh, because he knew it, Get really difficult to do it by yourself. And so find somebody, find anybody that you trust uh, that you can just talk to uh, that won't judge you, but that will support you. And go talk about Jesus and go talk about your life and your journey because you'll be surprised once you start speaking and talking, things that you didn't think could get solved or things that you didn't even know were an issue all of a sudden come out. And God speaks to you through those things and allows you to, to grow. So you've yeah. never done a Jesus date, you totally should. It's really that simple, right, Molly? It's
0: really yeah, easy. it's just like as long that. As you're so. willing to
1: be vulnerable and, and open up. Yeah,
0: so don't be a lone wolf. Go get your wolf pack.
1: <laughs> get your wolf pack. That's exactly right.
0: <laughs> if you'd like to join our wolf pack, we'd love to have you. Right now, we are taking on supporters to fund the second season of Jesus Dates. We are 100% listener supported. So if you have enjoyed this first season, head to JesusDates.com and click become a Patreon. Any amount goes a super long way in furthering our mission of pointing to Christ using current methods. And supporters will get additional bonus content. Again, the website is JesusDates.com. Or just click the link in our show notes. Thank you so much for your support.
1: I'm sure that a lot of people would also tell you too. I think you've been integral to to our lives and to allowing us uh, to keep going forward. And to and, you know, through your love and through your care and through even your podcast here uh, to remind us of who we are. So I want to say thank you personally.
0: Hey, it's my pleasure, little caballito.
1: It's been fun, caballita.
0: <laughs>